0: This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, August 29th, 2010. Baggage, what's mastering me?
1: <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah,
0: an extra supra grande venti mocha mama. Yeah.
1: So that's a big cup of coffee, even for me.
0: Yep, it sure is. It sure is. Huge.
1: You know, the truth is, whether it's coffee or work or money or alcohol or power or shopping or even a Diet Mountain Dew, is yours down there? Absolutely. Yes. But I'm not holding it. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I I have distance.
1: You know, the truth is most of us struggle from something. Most of us struggle with one form of addiction or another.
0: Yeah. You know, we might not want to call it an addiction, but the truth is that's what it is.
1: And so we are declaring war on addiction. We are declaring war as we continue our series on baggage. Good morning, Connection Church. My name is Carrie Jones. I'm
0: Alan Jones.
1: And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Would you pray with us, please? God, we thank you for this day, a day that you created, a day that you designed, and it's a day that... You have brought us here, and it's no accident that each one of us are here today. Lord, we thank you for your love that has no bounds. We ask for you to open up our hearts so that we might be changed and transformed by your love. We pray this in Jesus' name and by the power of the Holy Spirit and all of Connection Church said, Amen.
0: Okay, so addiction. How about this for a working definition this morning? Addiction is a form of bondage that you voluntarily sign up for and then realize you got something you didn't want. Let me say that again. Addiction is a form of bondage that you voluntarily sign up for and then realize you got something you didn't want. Let me, an uh, uh, even simpler uh, definition might uh, get right from the Bible, 2 Peter 2. The second part of uh, verse 19, this is from today's New International Version, real simple. People are slaves to whatever has mastered them. Can you say that with me, please? People People are slaves slaves to whatever whatever has mastered them. them. Change two words there. Um, uh, Put it we instead of people and put us instead of them. You with me here? Let's say it again. We We are are slaves slaves to whatever whatever has mastered mastered us. us. There you go.
1: So, as we said a few moments ago, this can include, this can involve a wide variety of things, from truly addictive substances to activities that we just can't seem to break free of, from illegal things to things that are quite legal. And yet, they become baggage in our lives. They weigh us down. Okay, for example... Are you addicted to the computer? Well, I confess that there are a lot of times where I find myself hanging on longer than I should, doing a little extra surfing, getting on Facebook, checking things out. And, you know, Alan says, okay, Uh, It's 11 o'clock, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll be in in a few minutes. And next Uh, thing you know,
0: uh,
1: an hour later, (laughs) am I alone in this? No, no. Okay, so it could be the computer. Um, You know, I even hate to say that the pornography is a huge addiction on the computer, but we all know that it is, absolutely. But so can all of those things. Email. It's so accessible, you know, we've got all of our phones where we can check things in a moment's notice and it becomes addictive, actually, or Facebook or whatever it is. Whatever it is that causes us to actually, that begins to master us and that stays on our mind a lot more than it should.
0: Okay, so in the morning, our paper gets there fairly early, so the first thing I usually do when I come downstairs is go get the paper, and I open it up and read what the best team in the league has done that day. I won't name names, Phillies. And so, um, uh, but I managed to do that before I managed to read my Scripture. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. And so, or maybe you're addicted to uh, uh, sports, uh, watching ESPN or reading the sports page or Uh, uh, sports illustrator, whatever you do to get your sports fix, and whatever you do that comes before or you have time for, maybe when you don't have time, to read the scripture or to spend time with God.
1: Do you have something that Joyce Myers, she's written a book about this, it's called Approval Addiction approval addiction, where pleasing others and receiving their approval becomes such an important part of your life that it almost serves like a drug.
0: Are you spending too much time in the office, too much money at the mall, uh, uh, too much attention on how you look, too much energy on controlling those around you, too much, too much, too much... In other words, is there something in your life that is mastering you, that is enslaving you, that you are addicted to?
1: Well, if so, what do we do? What do we do? How can we rid ourselves of this stuff that enslaves us, that weighs us down? We'd like to suggest three ways of doing just that. First is explore it. Second is expose it, and third is expel it. Let's say those three together. Explore, Explore it, expel, expose it, expel, expel it.
0: it. Okay, so let's start. Explore it. So what do we mean by that? Well, it means that we have to take a self-inventory and be really honest with ourselves and come face-to-face face with that thing or those things that have become harmful addictions. And we might say, well, that's, that's an innocent thing. It's not harmful. It's not hurting. Well, I'll give you an example, we looked earlier at that Dave and Dave and the whoa, whoa uh, cup of coffee, you know, and that was, uh, you know, laughed a lot, so it was pretty humorous, and, you know, but, and so for most people, drinking coffee, I, I wouldn't really call harmful, or, you know, or uh, it hasn't mastered them, perhaps, in that kind of way, and yet, it is possible for it to become a real problem if, for example, you're stopping and buying an expensive cup of coffee several, several times a day to the point where it's having an effect on the home budget. Now it's getting in the way, isn't it? Not only is it a personal "I got to have that cup of coffee," but now it's affecting the family finances. And so, what seemed fairly innocent now has become a serious problem.
1: Explore it. What is it that is mastering you, embarrassing or seemingly innocent? What is it that you've become a slave to? What have you voluntarily signed up for? That's what happens before we know it. I mean, we try something, we do something, we kind of say, okay. And then the next thing we know, we realize it's something that we didn't really want at all but that we're enslaved to. What is it in your life?
0: And you know, self-inventory is not an easy thing to do, and I'll tell you why. It's because it means that we have to look at ourselves with a very critical eye. Come on, who likes to look at themselves with a critical eye? We, we like to give ourselves a little slack, right? We like to look through a little bit of a rose-colored glass. This, you got to have clear glass, look at it straight on, unemotional, matter-of-fact, what's really going on honestly with ourselves, we have to look straight in the mirror and, and ask ourselves, what is it in my life that is getting in the way? What baggage am I carrying? What have I, alo- have a, what have I allowed to become my master, in my, the master of my life, other than Jesus the
1: Christ? Chances are very good that every mm-hmm. single one of us has one of these things, two of these things, maybe more. Um, and the hard part is that when we find something, we just might not want to let it go. <laughs> we might kind of like it, or, oh, it's not hurting anybody, or that's okay, or nobody knows. Because, and then our tendency becomes to do whatever it takes to not let it go. Here's an example in my own life. About 20 years ago, I was involved in an accident where I really got my neck messed up. And I have, today, I have four bulging discs. Now, I hurt from time to time, and sometimes it's kind of a lot. And I know that uh, some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. Over the years, I have gone to the doctor, and I've gotten a prescription for this or a prescription for that and I confess that I've taken some of that before when Tylenol would have done the trick because it didn't hurt anybody 10 o'clock at night go up to my room, turn the TV on pop a whatever you want to call it feel good go to sleep So I noticed in my own life, there's um, some addiction history in my family, that this is kind of dangerous for me. Alan had no idea that every once in a while, I'm not talking every day, but every once in a while this would happen. You know, every once in a while you think, no big deal, but when I'm like hiding it, and when I'm doing it, when I don't need it, bad idea bad idea so one day a number of, some time ago all on my own i took everything and i dumped it down the toilet and now i'm up to advil and naproxen and tylenol and it does the trick actually and um... i told alan about it after the fact and he was actually surprised
0: this morning <laughs> <laughs> ...as we prepped for the message.
1: (laughs) This is the truth, though. You know, we all have stuff in our lives. We all have stuff in our lives. And that thing in itself may not be bad. But when it becomes a mastering us... ...or when we begin to think about it... ...in ways that are not appropriate then we become, it's an addiction, and we become enslaved to that.
0: Here's what Scripture has to say on the subject. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. Do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life, and offer every part of yourself to Him as an instrument of righteousness. For sin shall no longer be your master, because you are not under the law but under grace. Say that, that uh, master part, but say my master. For sin shall no longer be my master. Yeah. No, like it says, do not offer any part of ourselves to sin as an instrument of wickedness. Sin shall no longer be our master. And sin is the master of our lives if we allow ourselves to be enslaved by anything or anyone other than Jesus the Christ.
1: And so we need to do this self inventory. We need to get really honest with ourselves. We need to realize that there is, in fact, one or two or three things in our lives that nobody's exempt here that those things that we've allowed something to take over. And then, so we do this self-inventory, we explore it, next we need to expose it. Expose it. What does that mean? Well, we bring it out into the open. Now, um, we share this beyond ourselves. First of all, we need to share it with God. God already knows, we're not going to tell God anything that God's, you know, surprised about, really, I didn't know that. God knows even before we realize it, what's going on. God was aware of it, but we do need to share it. We need to expose it to God and let God know that we're aware that this is baggage that tends to weigh us down and that, in fact, does get in the way of our relationship with God.
0: Yeah, with God and each other. We have to be willing to name it in no uncertain terms to honestly fess it up and call it what it is. Don't sugarcoat it. That's what we like to do, right, because it makes it less painful. Call it what it is whatever it is that we found through our exploration. And the thing is, this is probably going to be really challenging. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be tough because it might be something that we find embarrassing. It might be something we find shameful. It might be even something that we think of as horrible. Uh, But we need to be totally honest with ourselves and with God.
1: And so it would be really easy to shove things under the carpet, to put it back in the closet, to put it back into the suitcases and into this baggage to keep that hidden, however long we've had it. But it's important not to. Because we not only need to face it ourselves and share it with God, we need to share it with somebody else. Otherwise, we're going to keep holding on to that baggage and we'll keep picking it up. We're really able to, when we get real, it's a very freeing, freeing thing to do.
0: That takes us to the second part of exposing it. Once we've shared it with God, we need to share it with another person. When we are able to do that, then it becomes totally exposed and then, as a result, totally real. We can't play anymore. We can't pretend. It's out there. It's real. Once we share it with another person, we can't take it back. We can't ignore it. We can't hide it. It's out of the closet. It's out there.
1: So we're not suggesting to just share it with anyone, but find a trusted friend. Or I'm not saying uh, <laughs> you know, share it with a couple of hundred yeah, you people You might not want to come up here on Sunday like morning. Like I'm doing. He... <laughs> but then again, God may be calling you to share your testimony. Absolutely. Mm. You may find somebody in your small group that it's safe to share with or your small group as a, as a place to, uh, to fall gently. People that you do life with. There's a scripture that says this. It's James chapter 5, verse 16. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective.
0: You know, once we share our addiction or our addictions with someone else, it takes power away from it because it no longer is that little secret that we're hiding away that we're pretending doesn't exist. Once we share with another person, and we've, so we've honestly admitted we have a problem, therefore, that's the first step and being able to deal with it, with this baggage that we've been carrying around. By sharing our addiction with someone else, we're no longer carrying that burden all by ourselves. We've got someone who can pray for us, uh, someone who may ask how we're doing, someone who will help hold us accountable as we work to relieve ourselves of this burden that we've been carrying around.
1: And so, we explore it, we expose it, and then we expel it expel it we let it go and, and how do we do that well again we have to take this inventory and actually the inventory isn't a one time thing it's a daily inventory ok so I've, I've um, identified this I've explored it I've exposed it I've expelled it well how bad do I want to really expel it here's a question to ask on a scale of 1 to 10 we have to ask ourselves how ready are we to break from the addiction. Honestly, how willing are we to let it go? How willing are we to work hard to be free from this thing that's holding us, that's enslaving us?
0: Mm. I smoked for many years, and I gave it up many times. Maybe some of you can uh, connect with that one. You know, each time it would last maybe a week or so, and then that craving would come back, and I would cave in. I'd, Harriet, in my office, was a smoker, and I always bummed from Harriet, one, two. When it got up to about a half pack, it was time. It was embarrassing, so I'd have to go buy a pack and get back right back where I had been. Um, and, and the challenge, though, was um, I was uh, serving a youth group. I was in ministry, not like I am now, not paid ministry, but I was doing a youth group, and there was a real dilemma there because, you know, on the scale of 1 to 10, when it was just me, uh, uh, important to quit, I don't know, 5, 6. Now these kids, uh, I'm supposed to be leading, I'm supposed to be an example. Now it goes from scale of 1 to 10, 6, it's up to about 9 or 10 how important it is to quit. You with me? And so I prayed very hard, God, take this away. Take it. And finally uh, it came to a point where it was time to let them go, and I didn't get that craving that's huge. Didn't get the craving like I had gotten previously. And and, and, and and so I was able to let him, go. now that doesn't mean that it instantly I never wanted another, never thought about it again. I mean, it'd been a habit for, I don't know, 17 years. But the thing is, I knew that if, if I picked one up, I'd start again. And I, so I would continue to pray, get me through this, get me, th-, you know, if it was just, a, it was very short term. And through Christ's power, the power of the Holy Spirit, I was able to let them go and not pick uh, pick them up. God delivered me from that addiction.
1: And so the point is in all this, we aren't strong enough. <laughs> we are not strong enough to do this on our own. Our own strength, we are weak. Christ is the strong one. It's through Jesus and the saving grace and the strength that Jesus pours into us through his Holy Spirit, that we are able to break free. God wants to pour God's strength in and through you so that you can indeed be free of those things that enslave you, those things. The only person, the only thing we should be enslaved to is Christ. The only person we should be enslaved to is Christ. Now, It's not like that Jesus might wave this magic wand, uh, you know, you are done with this addiction. Absolutely not. It is so hard. But he is strong, we are weak, and we can plug into that power of God so that we don't have to choose, we don't choose, we do choose to pick the baggage up again. But we have the strength through Christ to leave it where it belongs, and that's gone.
0: But we always have that choice to pick it up again. I had quit cigarette smoking for many, many years, and one day on the way to seminary, I stopped and picked up a pack of these little cigars. And I tell you, to this day, I still don't know why. I'd like to blame it on Satan, but I'll just take that one on myself. It was well, I still don't know why, but I did. And so, guess what my habit was for the next year and a half? Remember I said I was just one away, right? And and I and but I was very secret about it. I make sure that now, nobody knew. Nobody knew. I have a daughter who's very allergic to smoke, so allergic that she doesn't even have to smell it. If it's just somewhere on your person, her body has a negative reaction. Dad, have you been smoking? Remember that scale of 1 to 10? Boom, we're at 10 again. Because like Carrie said, this is affecting the health Not just yours, but the welfare of your kids. Yeah. Fortunately, I I knew what we had to do. What was it? Uh, Explore, (laughs) expose, and expel. And once again, thank the Lord took that craving away. And again, I know never, ever to pick one up because that just just, uh, secured what I had already known. Just one smoke. Well, I have a friend here in recovery that shared with me that said, You know, if you're addicted to something, uh, one is too many, and a thousand is never enough. Yeah.
1: And so there's a scripture that the Apostle Paul shares with us, and this is found in Philippians chapter 4. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Can you say that with me? I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength, mark that down, write that down, claim that as your verse. In Christ and Christ alone, we can break free. In Christ and Christ alone, we can experience, it's like the chains just fall off. It's like the baggage that has been weighing us down fall away. And there really is a sense of freedom. If your life feels hopeless in a certain area, give it to Christ. I'm just not saying that. Christ really can take that hopelessness away. Jesus came into this world and pierced the darkness and brought light. Jesus is the one that can free you.
0: You know, our, um, our mission here at Connection Church is to connect people with Jesus and the life that he offers, and the life that he offers is a life of freedom. That's one of the aspects of the life that he offers, freedom in Christ. That's because Christ wants what is best for you and for me, and what's best is for us not to be enslaved by anything other than our relationship with him. I would encourage you, we would encourage you here as we sing the last song to just give some thought to what is it in your life that is enslaving you? What is it that's getting in the way of your relationship with Christ or relationship with other people around you? Is there something? Explore it. Not just here today. Go home and give some thought to it. Tonight, as as you're going to sleep, pray and say, God, what is it that's getting in my way? If you want to pray at your seat today, if you want to pray up here at the steps, there are people back in the prayer corner, I'd love to talk with you if that would be helpful. Take some time and just explore what is it that's getting in the way, and then we encourage you uh, uh, to expose it, to share it with God, and then hopefully with somebody else that you're close to, because ultimately the goal is to expel it, to get it out of the way, to get rid of that baggage so that we can claim the life that God intended when God first thought of us. Amen? Let's pray. Holy God, thank you for, um, well, (laughs) thanks for your son that uh, he would be here for us. Thank you for delivering us from uh, the things that enslave us. Thank you for this opportunity for freedom. Please help us to uh, explore and to look at what is it that's holding us down. Please help us to, to, to reach out to you, to Christ. to to help us to let go of those things so that our focus would be forever and always on you and you alone. It's in Christ and in your Holy Spirit that we pray and all Connection Church said, Amen. Thank you for taking part in sharing the message for this week. For more information about Connection Community Church, please visit our website at www.connectioncc.org. You can also reach our church offices at 302-378-7692.
1: Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life that he offers.